0: you're listening to the wind build scene podcast a podcast focused on evangelism discipleship and multiplication i'm your host Gabriel manchaka thanks for listening okay so i'm here with uh reinhardt we're in the university in frankfurt germany and Reinhardt is actually a musician and an architect. So maybe just share a bit about yourself.
1: Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Gabriel. Yeah. It's, a, it's a real blessing to be part of this. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, my name is Reinhardt. Um, I'm 31 years old. I've been living in Germany uh, for the last five years, and it's been a real trip, and, um, you know, with challenges and also quite exciting times. So maybe
0: just, yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about this though, because we were going over this, and uh, Reinhard had to kind of write it out for me. Uh, he is from what I would say a very international background. Let me just break it down, so and you could clarify for me. He was born in Colombia, moved to New York. And then moved to the U.K. and then moved to Germany and then back to the U.K. and then back to Germany and then to Costa Rica and then to Germany and then back to Colombia and then the U.K. and now Germany. That's right.
2: <laughs> so, so, like, uh,
0: I would like to be a world citizen if yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> That's good, man. You're close. You're close. The, the idea of traveling like that, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of cool elements about it. Definitely, uh-huh. yeah. What, you. what are some, maybe you want to share, like just some one of the coolest things that you've been able to just see or participate in?
1: Well, I think uh, the best I can take out of all of this is learning other cultures, yeah. learning, you know, how people think about life, how they go about life, and it really opens up your perspective and opens up your mind. Yeah. And um, it really makes you grow up as yeah. a person and to be like as a musician an integral musician yeah like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it really fills up those gaps where you've had in your life what you've seen in your life where like wow you know um and it influences you as an artist definitely um and i think if you want to be a solid artist mm-hmm. you need
0: to be in touch with so many cultures yeah because it brings some depth to the, to the music and to the creative ability yeah. that, you, that you really think about. Uh, let me say this, uh, Reinhard plays guitar. That's his main instrument. That's right. Um, but he is a, a great guitarist. Um If you get <laughs> an opportunity, you guys got to check him out. Um, we'll, we'll share all of his information where he has some of his, um, his music up uh, that you guys can go check out and listen to. Uh, maybe some of it's downloadable? I don't know. Yeah, okay. um, yeah sure. Um, we, we were talking about this as well. We, he did a DNA test recently. And I don't know how many of you guys have ever done a DNA test. I want to do one eventually. But he did one, and originally he, he assumed to be uh, Spanish, and German, Spanish, and German. German. Yeah, okay. that's right. So he did this DNA test and found out that he was actually British, Irish, and Italian and Polish. That's right. So <laughs> absolute craziness, absolute <laughs> yeah. craziness. So and it's funny because um, uh, it, like he he would fit in in a Latino context. Like if we went to a, a Spanish-speaking service, both of us would just fit right in. That's right. Okay, so it's it's cool. Though. Um, okay. So after you know all that moving around, all that traveling, all that stuff. What about your personal testimony? Like like how did you come to a place of knowing Jesus?
1: So, I remember the the first contact uh, I had with church was at a very young age uh, with the Christian church. Mm-hmm. Was at age ten. Um, that was in Germany. Um, Quite interesting because it was a televised conference by a German pastor. I was just sitting there, and it was shortly after my father died. So I was going a little bit through emotional struggle, you Mm -hmm. know, after something like that. So you're much more open, yeah, uh, you know, to listening because as a kid you're so expectant, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. So I was just sitting there looking at this televised conference. And all of a sudden, everything what the pastor was saying started to make sense to me. Mm. Like, oh my goodness, you know, he's he's like right about this. And I mean, you've got to think about it. You know, young kid, um, how much can you actually understand um, at that age? But especially, you know, through what had happened in my life, I was Mm -hmm. kind of really understanding a lot of areas. And um, so at some point I said, this is actually something I want to be part of. Yeah. Um, but, like, this is a turning point. There is a significant difference between you coming to Christ at a young age and then continuing throughout your life and the challenges of uh, adolescence, of being a young adult, Yeah. Uh, and then actually staying on the path. Yeah, there is. And so I can definitely say that I came to Christ with 10, Right. That's where I had my first encounter. But throughout the years, I've gotten to know Christ better and better because of the challenges you've had in life, uh, in the music industry, right? Mm -hmm. When you go to university and, you know, everyone's going out partying and drinking. And so it's a different lifestyle, challenges in relationship, right? Where you've probably fallen in love with someone so deeply that you want to give them their heart totally away. And your first love is God, right? Yeah, yeah. it's been really a progress uh, over the last 20 years um, to knowing who is God and who am I in God. Yeah. So to really get to know um, who you are. But what I can really say is that one needs to stay on that path no matter how difficult it seems and to remember that God would always accept you back. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I heard something really interesting in a TED Talk. And it was about uh, successful people, mm-hmm. and so they did this analysis where they said that successful people had one thing in common, and they had grit. Grit, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, you don't have to be necessarily very talented in something, but you need to have grit. Yeah. So stay, stay on the track, mm. stay on what you're doing, and and it's not. About success is about relationship and I want my relationship with God to be a great relationship where I feel great about you know us having this contact um, but it's only achieved by grit by constant contact no matter what happens in your
0: life yeah yeah that's good man that's I'm sure that's encouraging to a lot of people who maybe feel like they fell away or like they can never come back to to serve Jesus in any way but yeah that's encouraging so, so then, uh, you you were from a Christian home though, right? Like, yes, I come from
1: a Christian okay. home, um, not lived like a Christian always.
0: Yeah, know, yeah, obviously an yeah. imperfect Christian, home. an imperfect Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, but you know, I'm actually really thankful that I've taken that path. Yeah, um, I've done a lot of mistakes in my life, but I'm happy also about that. Well, not happy, but I'm I'm grateful with God that oh. all of that happened because I feel that I'm in a place where I can really help others yeah. and where I really can understand what it means to fall into alcohol or have an addiction or um, just, you know, being depressed and miserable about your life where yeah. you don't know what to do, yeah. especially as an artist because because I'm a musician and an architect at the same time. I kind of mix up all of the arts together, like yeah. painting, arts, music. It all comes together. And, and the more artistic you are the more sensitive you are to something the more situations affect you yeah but you need to also learn how to manage and how to go about that sensibility
0: in your life yeah it's like the, the people that have Any everybody has emotions yes uh, some of them are um, basically hidden, and some of them are really just kind of, we wear them on our sleeves, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, so the introverts and the extroverts. But with that being said, I think, I think you're right that everybody has to go through that area of life where they learn how to manage their emotions. Exactly. Um, and I think as Christians especially, uh, like you were saying, even depression, yeah. uh, um, this idea of, um, of being depressed is not a Christian uh, uh, conversation that's had a lot. Uh, I know many Christians who get depressed. And I know mm-hmm. that a lot of them don't get the support or the attention that is necessary to, to in, a, in a way, walk through that. So it just feels like you feel like a horrible Christian. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, kind you're,
1: of, you're like, okay, am I, am I gray? I want to be actually one color. You right. know? Is it black or is it white? Am I, gonna be, I don't want to be like Batman. Yeah. You know, that he has a constant conflict you know, yeah, between yeah. a good guy and a bad guy. So who am I? And just to give those emotions your character and and especially your creative part that you give it over to Christ yeah
0: and you let him guide you through your process create creativity is something that um like I I really believe in the beginning God created and um, and that creativity was literally from the beginning uh, part of who we are you know what I mean yeah so I think as creators of of art uh, uh, music uh, in any form of, of art, that it's something that's God-given. I, I really believe most people uh, lack an understanding that it's something that God gave them. Um, for example, the mom who creates a game at home for her kids. Mm. Like, some people may look at that and be like, "Like, well, that's not really creativity. And it's like, no way, man. That's creativity. That's pr- very creative. And yeah. on top of that, there's the musician who makes music, you know? Mm. Like, so I think creativity is part of like who we are. Uh, as as human beings, um, your your testimony of, uh, of being in Germany and the struggles you've had, um, I don't know what you feel comfortable about sharing because you know potentially a lot of people will hear this, but um, some of the struggles, like you said, depression, uh, alcohol, yeah, um, what what happened in that during that that brought you back to a place of clarity of knowing Christ is in control? Uh, what happened in that? So
1: I'm, I'm an open book to everyone okay. that is hearing right. and uh, feel free to, to contact me if any other questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I can speak openly about it. So um, I came here with certain expectations, um, full of energy mm-hmm. and um, like a lightning bolt, you know, just coming in here and, and wanting to make a big difference. And so my expectations were very high. Um, in yourself. Yes, and yeah. yeah, my okay. expectations were very high, and I really wanted to work with a lot of people and, and build up ministry. Uh, what happened to a certain extent, it did happen. So, um, so in that path of building up ministry here, I encountered structures. Uh, we, you know, we talked about that, especially um, in Europe or in Germany. Or especially in Germany, it's very structured. Yes,
0: Germany loves (laughs) structures. Germany loves structures.
1: And um, so, disillusionment uh, that you, you know, talk to people that you've looked up to and they've let you down, right? Uh, And so, at some point, you are, it feels like you're fighting against something you want to develop. Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you come up well God gives you vision right you come up with an idea and all of a sudden you see yourself fighting against it instead of with it like you know um, you start to have uh, problems within your own yeah group or or, or with the people you're working with Mm -hmm. and
0: um so, which is which is highly uncommon, right? No, no, no. <laughs> we 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 know that everybody, yeah. every single church, every single ministry, uh, in Germany, in the USA, yeah. in Colombia, in the UK, in uh, you know Asia, everybody has issues. Um, so I don't think um, we want to f- say that. Germany is is more messed up. However, I would like to make the point... Yeah, let's differentiate. ...that there is is a lot more structure in Germany than other countries.
1: Yeah, that that hinders you, actually, from developing an idea. So, a certain color is a certain color no matter where you are. So, a red color is a red color here or in China or in the U.S. Uh, But it depends how that red color speaks to you. Mm-hmm. in some other places it will speak much stronger to you right, right right so in this case if we talk about structures structures will definitely speak much stronger to you here in this country yes Um so what happened to me in, 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 in all of that and it's unfortunately a little sad is that um, with my leadership I, I had a fallout with my leadership just because mm-hmm. of you know the way we think and the way we wanted to go about things um, and that drove me into a place of sadness, mm-hmm. um, because I was also responsible for a lot of people mm-hmm. and that I cared very much about, and but I couldn't, I didn't want to represent a certain structure anymore because I just didn't believe in that, yeah, mm-hmm. and I didn't think that was the right thing. Um, I got terribly depressed, mm-hmm. right, um, because at some point. Um, people would, will also leave you, right? So, so you yeah. literally go from hero to zero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go from hero to zero. And um, it, felt, it felt really tough. Yeah. It was really tough, you know, to manage that time. Um, especially if you're a person that values relationship. And I think relationship is everything. Jesus had relation like the best relationship ever with people yeah and when and and when your relationships start to fail because of that, that is where I found the most hurt because okay. I love people yeah and and it doesn't matter where you're from what you do or whatever I just want to have a relationship with you because that's what I call family yeah but
0: um especially within the church within the church yeah.
1: especially within the church but you know that in, in Europe, family is a different concept. It is. It's a different concept. You know, we can see each other in church for 20 years and we've never went out for a coffee. Right. And we're still family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we don't agree on that. We, you know, if we're family, we're actually you know, getting together, you know. And but,
0: but would you say that's a, um, a cultural divide?
1: Yes, I would definitely say so. But what, what does the Bible teach us about it? Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, oh my goodness, I've been taught all my life, right, that this is what the Bible teaches to be. Yeah. But that's not the case in church, right? It's a little different, or like, say, oh, it, it hasn't changed at all, right? So I don't want to generalize. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Because this was just your, your personal, yeah, experience, this is is,
1: personal experience. Yeah. This is my personal experience, right? Um, some people are not like this at all. Right. Like, they can they can very clearly differentiate between people that live there uh, world culture mm-hmm. within church and those that have adopted the culture of Christ in church and live but they can differentiate it and they can accept the difference and keep on living and yeah. for them that's fine Yeah. Um, and I am the kind of guy that especially coming here as a single right? I was looking for family
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So you have a totally different approach. You actually want to find family. You want to build up family. And it did happen uh, to a certain extent till this day. Um, But you want to have that universal picture within church, right? It's it's maybe um, wishful thinking at some point too, because there is nothing perfect. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So that's where... Yeah, I had kind of my struggles. Right? So, so you were involved in this in this ministry. Mm-hmm. You were looking for family, um, and then uh, there was a falling out, and so you left this ministry. Yes. Um, and then this is where the the depression and everything started to set in.
1: Yes, definitely. Okay. And and uh, Germany is definitely a place of loneliness. There's a lot of loneliness here. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's that's a you know in. You know a lot of individuality yeah people do especially frankfurt especially frankfurt yeah right? so as a very warm-hearted person i was like really lacking that yeah and um although your first relationship comes from god mm-hmm. right and people say the only thing you need is god like if you have god in your heart you can go about your
0: life and you'll be fine uh i don't know about that yeah you, you know forsake not the assembly you know like the <laughs> Getting around the church, getting around the yeah. other Christians is vital. It's vital. Yeah. You
1: need that. You need people ar- around you. Yeah. You need people that care about you. Uh, you need people that love good people. you. Good people. Yeah, yeah, good people. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not just someone. Yeah. Right? Um, so I saw my relationships affected in that. Mm-hmm. I definitely saw um, my imminent relationship to my girlfriend uh, you know, affected by that.
0: Um, so it was a very hard time, and and then um, and then where did the, the alcohol come in? Um, uh, I don't know. Like drinking uh, beer is a is a n- kind of a normal thing in the church in Germany.
1: That's right. Okay. Uh, but I turned out to be a heavy drinker very quickly.
0: Okay. Um, and that was that was a result basically of the depression. It was a um, result of depression, loneliness. Just trying to escape
1: yes it did it did brought somewhat of an escape yeah and the difference between beer and whiskey if you drink whiskey you don't have a hangover on the next day oh okay I'm not encouraging anyone to this one. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't do it but uh, but whiskey is also uh, it can be something uh, like you're a wine taster so it can be something very like uh, a, a gourmet that goes out for different food. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so okay, you can so try like different a... whiskeys, and one is, like, 30 years old, and the other one is 50 years old. So it can be something like that.
0: Uh, or you're just a heavy drinker, like an Irishman. So then, yeah, so then the, the depression, the alcoholism, and then what brought you to a place?
1: Yeah, so that's actually where I wanted, you know, to go with this, yeah. So um, within the heartbreak, hmm on all different levels, Mm -hmm. you know, ministry-wise, girlfriend-wise. And um, it gave me a whole different world of who God was because you can know God from two sides. God that you know in church Mm -hmm. and life is great. Yeah, yeah. And I feel everything is fine. Everything is a beautiful color. Yeah. <laughs> you have your friends, you know. But what does it mean to get to know God when you're broke? Mm. What does it mean when you are, you are in, in that prison of mind, prison of state? You're a prisoner of yourself in your emotions. And to actually get to know God from the standpoint of a prisoner without being in a physical prison. Um, that opens up a huge and a new level of relationship yeah and of ministry. it opens up a new level of understanding other the only thing that rescues re- like really brings a rescue to your life is your relationship with God, and you acquire this this like um if I would sp- explain it like architecture, they are fundaments mm-hmm. where you build a house on and you build this house upon Jesus. There's no other way. Yeah. And, but that's a house you cannot tear down again. That's a house uh, that's gone through a hurricane, right? But it's been rebuilt because Jesus rebuilt it. Like mm-hmm. God comes and rebuilds your life. And it assures you and it gives you strength to also be a shelter to many other people. Um, so, you might want to know, well, what's the practical term of this? You know, how, how do you get to that point? First of all, you need to step out of isolation mm-hmm. because you start to isolate. Isolation will kill you. Isolation will kill you. Yeah. So the devil will literally take you and isolate you from your friends from, because you feel bad. You feel like you're not worth it. You know, you feel ashamed going on the street because people have a certain image of you and you're like so depressed and so mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. Right. And you don't want, and, and you almost feel like I have to put on this happy face.
0: Yeah. This pressure to produce something.
1: Exactly. And like, no, that's not me. I'm actually right now,
0: I'm this miserable
1: person. Yeah. Right. And as much as I want to be a happy person, I'm not happy because there's just no joy in my heart. Yeah. And, and the Word of God speaks, you know, where there is a broken spirit, there is a broken heart. I'm mm-hmm. uh, sorry, where there is a broken heart, mm-hmm. there is a broken spirit. And mm-hmm. because we communicate with God within our spirit, you can't communicate with God because you, like, you're so broken, mm-hmm. right? Or at least it feels that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? You feel so distant. So, so distant. Like, yeah, like there's a
2: wall or a barrier.
1: So call up your friends. Hang out with your friends. Mm-hmm. Let them encourage you. Again, good friends. Yeah, People, good friends. Good the good right friends. ones. The right ones <laughs> that really care about you. I couldn't pray. There was a moment where I just could not pray. I was just, my, my prayer was so cut. Yeah. I just could not communicate. So what I would do is I would listen to sermons. Mm-hmm. I will try to listen to sermons. Even Even if I was just like, oh, this is so heartbreaking, I would just, after 10 minutes, just stop, although the preaching would go for an hour. Yeah. At least I will listen to ten minutes. I would ask my friends to pray for me. I would be like, "Hey, would you would you mind praying for me?" Um, definitely, open up, Sp- speak to someone about your heartbreak. Speak about, you know, what you've gone through, because what you start to do, you start to eat up everything. Yeah, and you're not telling anyone. Um, look for a mentor someone that really cares about you and just spend time with them in fact um if you have the opportunity if you live on your own to go and live with someone with a family that really loves you go and live with them for a time so you're actually spending time with people that really care about you you know you still go to work and you do your stuff but actually go live with someone (laughs) yeah be around it be around be around a healthy family you know to help you, outcome of the situation,
0: and when we, and, and I, just to kind of throw in my, my thoughts here. When when I think he's saying being around a healthy family, not a perfect family, a healthy family. A healthy family. Yeah, no one is perfect. They yeah. know. They know. Like if they get in an argument, they know how to argue. They, yeah. Like there's a there's a. Um, no one is perfect, but there are families who have learned an ability, or have the ability to um, communicate even through disagreement. Through arguments, but there there is a um, a resolution in place that no matter what, they're a family. They love each other. So so the idea of being around a healthy family is important. Um, so then all this stuff happens, uh, uh, and you're you were suge- saying how get around the right people, get around the good people. Yeah. Um, uh, what happened to you that um, got you around good people? If you were depressed, uh, you're, you're drinking alcohol. You're you you do not want to go out. You don't want to uh, put on the smiley face. What happened in that that kind of pulled you out of it? Or, yeah, what family?
1: So, there there is a beautiful family here in Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. um, The Dukes. The Dukes, yeah. The Dukes. Awesome family. Yeah, great family. Great family. And um, I would just spend time with them. Yeah. But there's another key element right here, and it's your mindset. Because. So there is a time where things happen. Mm-hmm. It's terrible what you go through. And then that's, that's past. That's behind you. But what happens with the cinema of your, of your mind?
0: The cinema of your mind. The cinema of <laughs> your mind. Good.
1: And you're sitting in that cinema over and over yeah. and over and playing over. Playing everything back. Playing everything back. Everything, every single detail. And you're going on Facebook. And you're going on Instagram. <laughs> and it, it's not helping you. Yeah. And you just like analyzing everything like what should have I, I have done better and so you're sitting in that cinema for months and months
2: yeah
1: and you need to get out of there yeah because it's killing you it's killing your creativity definitely it's killing you as a person and so you're stuck and being encouraged by the right people being reminded who you are because you're on a path of destruction, mm-hmm. and that passes, but now you're on a path of self-destruction.
0: Mm. Right? Because you're playing those yeah, that's a good thought over and over. Yeah, there was that time frame of everything's kind of, in a sense, being destroyed yeah. or taken away, and now you're in a place of like, okay, all that stuff happened, but now you, you kind of, you hate yourself. Or exactly. You're angry at yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So... That's a, I mean that's a good differentiation because I think many people don't recognize that exactly, and
1: that's 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 the key frame It's like if I compare it with a hurricane, the hurricane comes, destroys mm-hmm. your house, and then you're hating why did you, why did I buy this house here? I knew that you know there was a yeah. risk of heart, so you blame yourself, look what I've done with my family, yeah, you know so so here comes the mental war, and that's where the devil comes in Mm -hmm. and tells you how bad of a person you are, Mm -hmm. how many mistakes you've done. Mm -hmm. And especially then, you need to just stop. You need to like pull a red line and say, okay, this this has to stop. Mm -hmm. Because the target or the, the final mission is to bring you to a state of so much depression that you start to think that you're not worth. Mm-hmm. And you start to lose the concept of reality. And your mind starts to go to very dark places where you might go all the way to thinking of suicidal thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's the target. Yeah. You know, from, from mm-hmm. being a minister, totally broke, to death. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. very common pattern right and so whatever you do if you're eating a sandwich or you're taking a shower or even you're in the bus that cinema is killing you all the time and you're seeing people's faces and you see how their mouths move and how they're talking about you although this is already passed
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: when that happens you need to look for people that pray for you you need to pray yeah and and the only way getting out of that situation is in prayer. That's that's our tool. That's the war we need to win. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's gonna take over your life completely. And it and and stuff like this affects the way you think, the way you eat, the way you dress. And you start to change physically from this beautiful person into a highly depressed person like with no joy or happiness like you start to irradiate, irradiate um, everything else you wanted to be mm-hmm. and that makes you also feel bad
0: yeah so in the same way like the um, scripture says as a man uh, thinks in his heart so he is so it's the same thought of like the the, the areas we come to a conclusion of like who we are we're messed up or this and that it begins to portray itself or, or even manifest itself physically where yeah. a thought like uh, that's even a, a spiritually demonic planted seed exactly begins to manifest so let me be more
1: practical yeah because I think a lot of people want to hear like what am I supposed to do yeah like if you're yeah. listening to this and you're like in that situation and you're like so thirsty and crazy for the answer let me break it down you need to pray mm-hmm and if you can't pray, find someone that will pray with you. Mm, mm-hmm. But get into prayer. And most of all, pray for the recovery mm-hmm. of others. Mm-hmm. So you can receive recovery. That's good. Forgive forgive others so you may be forgiven. Yeah. So start praying for all those people that you've been hurt by. Pray for them. Start loving them back. Mm-hmm. Let go. You need to forgive. If you can't forgive, God will also not be able to forgive you.
2: Yeah, that's right? good.
1: So you need to forgive. You need to let go. Maybe there you have relationships where you will never see that person again. Just get on your knees and, and start saying, why did you do this to me? Just speak it out. Why did you leave me alone? Why did you abandon me? Mm-hmm. And then you speak it out, but I, but I forgive you mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. So you start to speak out these things. And you may break and you may cry, but this is your liberation. Yeah. And then start for, praying for their recovery. Start saying, Lord, I pray... That they also may be recovered In their spirit May recovered in their body In their mind And God will bring also recovery to you And you need to reject re- depression Yeah Do not make it part of your life Do not stop Like if you've been listening Okay I'm going to over exaggerate here If you've been listening to Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. To depressive music Although it's I mean it's great music right But don't listen to Guns N' Roses. Def- like, let's listen to
0: something else. So you're saying, like, close the doors that allow in that that mindset, that that thing to bring in a spiritual influence of depression. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: I was just over exaggerating, right? With with with, but uh, with with that group. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, don't listen to depressive music.
0: Right? And there is some out there. There is yeah, a bunch of music, a music a that can of, make you
1: feel really <laughs> depressed. So so, most songs are about getting together with someone or breaking up with yeah, someone, right? Yeah. So, no, you want to listen to music that encourages you. Mm-hmm. Um, so surround yourself by positive things, right?
0: If, if, if there is a... Pic- Would we even say, uh, go a step further and say, just not positive, but also some Christ-centered things? Totally. Yeah, totally. Okay. Like when, when I say,
1: yeah, just to clarify that, yeah. When I say positive things, Christ-centered things. Okay that really encourage you. So um, listen to, to preachings. Like, listen, yeah, like yeah. fill up your life. You know, all of those points that you've had in your life, all of those holes because you feel like a target practice and you've been shot at and mm-hmm. there are a lot of holes in your heart, in your body. Fill them up with Christ-centered subjects. Yeah. And that will, that will restore you that will bring you to a new level and, 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 and always to remember that when you see a storm and this is the way God designed the world and that always gave me peace it doesn't matter how strong a storm is or how hard it rains after that the sun shines mm-hmm. because de- God designed it that way yeah. that after a storm the sun will shine yeah. And that's the same thing. It might feel very difficult and very heartbreaking right now what you're going through. But remember that at the end of a storm, the sun comes out. Yeah. And that is a physical factor God created as the creator of earth. And it also means that after any troublesome in your life, God will come and he will make his glory shine upon your life. There's people around you that speak life into you that remind you of who you are. Yeah. Um, The person God created, that person you are. Yeah. Just to remember you, who you are. And um, another very vital person in my life that I really need to talk about is my mom. Mm -hmm. So my mom is a pastor Mm -hmm. in South America, Colombia, in Bogota. Mm. And she would call me up and say, Remember, son, who you are. Yeah. I will. I will remind you who you are. That's right. And and to remember, God will do even greater things with you.
0: Yeah, and I think too, like that, um, the identity that the the family and your mom, the identity that they were feeding to you, was a one that was centered around Christ. Yes, totally. Like it wasn't like um, they were saying like. Uh, you're a good guy, you know. Like they were, they were saying, like that's not who God, like God made you to be. This, you know, like Christ came uh, to give us life and give it more abundantly, you know. Yeah. So the the feeding was not into a place of just like saying, like, oh, you're a good person. It was like, no, man. No. Like yeah. Jesus said, He has a plan for you. You know, like He's with you, like in all. Um, to kind of to kind of change uh, the direction we're talking right now, um, this is all good stuff, important stuff that I think are is very. Necessary within the church because I think a lot of times people do deal with this stuff and they they really don't have any conversations on it. Hmm. Uh, especially like we were talking about, like you said, you, you feel like you have to go out and put a, a smiley face on or like be happy. Yeah. Um, every person in ministry, every person pastoring, leading a worship team, uh, teaching Sunday school, they feel that pressure, and so I think it's good to just. Uh, have this conversation that, that everyone feels that, but the answer isn't going out and faking it. The answer is going out and, and being honest. And just you saying this is hard right son, right man. Yeah, you like, have to. Life be sucks son. right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, The um, the the area that, that I want to speak into, um, before we go too long is uh, uh win, build, send, mm-hmm. uh, evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. Uh, as you said you're part of a ministry you 're part of a church plant um, you uh, you 've been around ministry for a long time a very long time yeah uh, gifts like like how would you encourage somebody to uh, uh evangelize using their gifts
1: it's important i think to whatever you do to be really good at it
0: yeah that's a that's a really good thought <laughs> yeah so if you 're a guitar player
1: or mm-hmm. if you 're a piano player, just be the best at it yeah because it comes out of passion yeah. that you have, first of all for ministry and then for the instrument itself,
2: yeah. right? So
1: I'm very passionate about God and I love doing things with excellency and I think that we belong uh, in a place, in a high place, you know. I look at Hollywood and I'm like, you know, that's where we should go, you know, we don't share the same lifestyle mm-hmm. and, and, and I don't want to share that same lifestyle. But I want to go to high places right. where, where you know thousands of people are listening uh, to my track. Right. right? So I want to be excellent at what I do. So whatever you do, do it with excellency. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's very important. But not because you're a show-off, but because you have passion for it. Yeah. Because you love it. And if you're talented at what you do, don't let anyone tell you that you've been a show-off. Check it with your heart. Yeah. If you've been a show-off, then there's something wrong. Yeah. But because, you know, if you're, you, if you're excellent at something and it looks like it, don't let no one influence you. You're just really great at what you do. Mm-hmm. So keep on going. So that's definitely the first step. Okay.
0: Excellency. Excellency and, and utilizing that to evangelize because that is a huge statement in itself. If you're yeah. really exactly good at something, yeah. people are going to pay attention. Yeah. So also with that, moving into the, the next step that we really believe in, yeah. Uh, evangelism, discipleship, um, uh, what does that look like to you in, in, the, in the contemporary church or in a modern-day context of like like Jesus got around guys that weren't necessarily uh, educated and uh, they, they didn't have an understanding of what it meant. Um, now what would that look like in the contemporary church or even a modern-day context? Like how would you get somebody and say like, you know, I need to disciple them. What does that look like? Okay, so
1: so you're doing your creative stuff. You've attracted all these people, right? Mm-hmm. Now you need to decide if you're willing to open up. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Right? So so you're awesome musician or, or creative person, yeah. right? Um, so you've attracted all these people mm-hmm. because of Christ within you. Mm-hmm. That's what attracts people, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and now you need to decide for yourself, am I going to open up to them? Yeah. And that's a whole different level of matureness, whole different level of ministry. Because you're going to open up your life. You're going to open up that book to other people. Because if you want to disciple them, this is not a job description. Right. You know, just not like, okay, you're coming in every Wednesday or Thursday. I'm going to teach you this stuff and I'll see you later. No. You're opening up your life because you are deciding to make those people part of your life.
0: And part of your family. So then, so we're looking at evangelism, discipleship, and now multiplication. How do you encourage people to go out and do the same? By example. that's good by By example example.
1: you need to live if you if you want to teach others how to live you need to lead by example yeah by also showing them obviously that you're not perfect you need to show others that you're also vulnerable that you you're a human um you need to show them uh that you can do also mistakes but that you recover from mistakes Mm -hmm. and that you every single time you grow
0: stronger and, in, and in, I think those are all kind of tied together because like in the level of excellency that you talked about in evangelism, mm-hmm. that brings about a level of intimacy because they, they see something excellent and they want to be excellent. So yeah. then they want to kind of open up and then see what makes you excellent. Mm-hmm. So that's a level of intimacy. But that level of intimacy also brings out a level of clarity and transparency that you're able to focus in on what their strength is because you see them for who they are because they see you for who you are. Exactly. Yeah. This is good. I would definitely say,
1: never give up. Never give up. Never give up. All right. You know, if if you the day you give up is because your heart stopped beating, Mm. Mm -hmm. but never give up. Never give up. Never give up. up. Keep on going. Uh, Remind yourself of who you are. Mm -hmm. Remind yourself of what you're capable of, and be thank be thankful, and never give up, and just keep on going, and know that the end of the storm. The sun comes out again. Yeah, that's and good, that's man. the promise.
0: Yeah, that's the promise. God is there with you. If if people want to check yeah. out your uh, your music or anything, it, where where could they go online to look? Um, YouTube. Okay. Um. Uh,
1: my name is Blue Diamonds. Blue Diamonds. Yeah, with uh, at the end with an M O N Z. M O N Z. Blue Diamonds. Okay, and then you're also on Instagram. I'm Instagram.
0: At Blue Diamonds. Exactly, at okay. Blue Diamonds. And then um, if you want to just ask any other questions, you can email me uh, um, or tweet me at thegabo underscore M. Email me at Gabriel at org uh, Thanks, Reinhardt, for being on this, man. Uh, thank you so much. All, All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.